What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. This is episode 282. And if you look over here next to me, yo, I don't know where this dude has been. This is my brother from another. Who is it? My brother, the guru, B Cam. Brother, welcome to the show, man. Yo, man, I appreciate you having me back. I had to take a little leave of absence. You know, COVID got the best of me. Ooh, you got the best. It's been a lot going on. It's been a lot going on. But, you know, as of Monday, I tested negative. Back in the fold. Back Back in in the streets. Back in these fucking streets. Ready to fucking be outside. Fuck it. You know, I'm I'm ready to be outside. This man got the natural vaccine. Yeah, you know, I got I got COVID. I'm good. <laughs> no, well, no look, please, brother, please do not. Just... You know, you know, they flag everything now that that got false COVID information. I, this shit might get taken down off of YouTube. Yo, get your get your vaccine quick, for all you bozos out there who aren't listening. Look, still wear your mask. Still do your thing. We it's still a pandemic. All right, uh, but brother, I'm happy that you're healthy. I'm happy that you're back. I'm happy that you're here. Don't get it twisted. I was worried about you, man. I was worried about my brother. And, and here's the crazy thing. I get a call from you. One day, you you break the news to me. Heartbroken. Ugh, my brother. He's hurt. Oh, what? Another one bites the dust. I feel awful about it. Bro, the very next day, my other brother, my brother in combat, Darnell, he gives me the same exact call. He was touched too. Bro, yeah, bro, I'm staying inside. I'm inside. Fuck this shit. It's just so weird because, like, I have the same crew that I constantly chill around, like, over and over and over. It's not like I'm chilling with, like, a bunch of different people. And we in close quarters that weekend, you know, sharing blunts consistently. And, like, you know, two of us had it and no one else around us caught it, which obviously is a blessing. I'm happy my friends are healthy. But it's just, like, the way it can or can't spread is just so odd. Yo, it, it's, have you ever done, it's that stupid little game, right? That you put like the black light thing, right? And somebody mm-hmm. puts a little black light thing on your hand and then somebody walks around the whole party just doing whatever shit and then they stop the party, turn the black lights on and then they see how everybody got the shit on them. Have you seen that? Bro, you have been on YouTube, YouTube. Or you've been on TikTok somewhere. <laughs> I have not seen that. The tickest of talks, nigga. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that shit at all. Fam, it is one of those things, but it's one of those things that doctors are showing too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's creepy how things can really spread if you're not on your shit. So, dude, I'm happy you're you're you back. You're back in action. My man's getting active once again. Back to the gym. And uh, But like it's 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 sticking with me. Like, you know, I'm definitely gonna have to like rebuild a lot from the gym like i even rode like i did like a real light peloton workout on monday and i tested mm-hmm. negative on monday but yeah. like i did re- I, I just wanted to reintroduce my body to some activity and my legs and i've done much harder peloton workouts yeah. and been fine my legs were shot like all night like it was like like it felt like i ran a marathon i did a 30 minute peloton I, I have your lungs been? my lungs even my lungs were a little bit off that day like and, and i was going to speak to it from an athlete perspective like the shit it it really does, depending on the, obviously, the variety of symptoms that you can get, mm-hmm. it does get in your body. Like, it, affect, it affects you. It affects your muscles. Like, it's just not the same. So I can imagine having these symptoms long term and being somebody like, you know, what's buddy in the UFC, just trying to train and train and train. And your body's just not, man. yeah, and your body's just not responding to you. That shit can be frustrating. So... I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be back. But. He's back to he's 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 on his way back too. So happy to hear that as well. But you know something crazy? You know, a couple weeks ago we saw Pavekin get knocked out by Dillian White, and you know, yes. Dillian White's come comeback win, great for him. Everybody was talking about Pavekin and you know his long COVID symptoms, and that his body wasn't Dude. ready for the fight. But you know what I noticed, and this was brought up on another show that I listened to. I can't remember which one it was, but. When Jamel Herring fought Okendo and he lost, but I mean, he, he won the fight, but you know, he had that weird issue with the cut and his body mm-hmm. wasn't responding. No one spoke about his bout with COVID. 
But like, you know, it it affects everybody differently, win or lose. It's still there. And you can obviously see what Jamal Harry looked like. Let's be very honest. What is the the common determinator for why certain people get a bad rap? I hate to be the podcast. We always wanted to bring this up, but let's just keep it a bean. Hey, he's he's a, a skilled southpaw, and he's black. Marvin Marvin Hagler said that, right? Was that Marvin? Yes, Hagler? he did. He's a skilled hey, southpaw, and he's God black. Rest got three dead. three strikes against him. But you yeah. know, my boy from yeah. Long Island, you know, kept his belt. Sent sent um uh, the jackal into retirement. Really, I can't even remember. Really, really fast. Carl Frampton is 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 a monster in his own right. But let let's talk about at that low, fight. at lower weight classes. At lower weight class, and here's the thing: not just I'm just saying. At the end of the day, he is one of the greatest fighters to ever come out of Ireland. Boxers to ever come out of there. You know, he's he was an, he's a he's a monster, um, and he's had an amazing career. He really, really has. This fight, and it's not like he was just a bum. And again, for everyone who doesn't know, we're talking about. Um, in fact, you know what? Let's just fucking get into it. This is, wasn't even one of the topics, but I want to give this man. I haven't been here in a while. You haven't been here in a while. And you know what? This gentleman specifically needs his due. But really quick, before we get into that, I should have did this at the top of the show. Everyone who is watching live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, I appreciate you guys. Um, on today's menu, yes, I'd be remiss to. T- we're going to talk about Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Yes. That is we'll on there. today's menu. We'll get there. But we're also going to go ahead and talk about some amazing performances this past weekend. We're going to talk about Boots Ennis. We're going to talk about Connor Ben. We're also going to go ahead and say, yo, is there a potential matchup in the future with Savannah Marshall? Clarissa Shields? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about who is the best heavyweight up-and-coming prospect and so much more, man. So uh, with that being said, this one isn't on the show, but fuck it. Let's talk about it anyways. Brother, set the stage. My man damn near got booed out of, this, out of the scene in his last fight. Come back to a fight that people think he is absolutely going to lose against a fighter that is going, literally saying he's going to fight. to If he takes a loss, he's done. But if not, he's going to keep fighting for belts and dominating. Bro, set the scene. What do you think? So Jamel Herring, in his fight prior to this fight against Carl Frampton, gets cut over maybe his, his left eye. Um, Okendo, so. Okendo's consistently leading with his head. He's getting head-butted throughout the, throughout the course of the entire fight. Very controversial ending because Herring essentially quit on his stool. But because it was from a headbutt, um, I believe the other guy got disqualified. He got the win. He got to keep his belt. But it, it didn't look great at all it looked bad herring looked bad like myself you know i, I had a, a, a little bout with covid herring really had a long bout with covid it took him a, a very long time to get back in the ring his this fight had been pushed back multiple times before that akendo fight so now he, he is a little bit further a little bit further out from his bout with covid his body is a little bit more healthy he comes back to the carl carl frampton fight and number one weight classes exist for a for reason. a reason carl frampton Great, great fighter. I believe at 122 pounds, 126 yes. pounds. Yes. But at 130 pounds, that size difference was apparent from the opening bell. The fight goes on. Herring is dominating the fight with his jab, with that straight that left straight down the pipe. And then maybe around the third or fourth round, here we are again with that same bad cut over Herring's eye. And it really, I'm sure it came from a punch, but it really came out of nowhere. Frampton wasn't nowhere. doing much to Harry and then the fight, his time. eye was just a mess absolutely it, it looked mangled but um, out of nowhere like nothing happened and his eye was just like hanging out dude seriously i turn around and it was definitely one of those moments that you're just kind of watching the fight and you almost have to start looking closer like is he bleeding what happened like, <laughs> what exactly and that's just what i would imagine the scar tissue built up from that akendo fight absolutely absolutely yeah, i mean because he really didn't hit that hard um, but one thing that I will say I really liked because a lot of people for some reason really questioned his manhood after that Okendo fight. They were really like, yo, this dude isn't the guy. He's a Marine. He's not who he thinks two, he is. Two, two tours in Iraq. He lost two a child, lost, lost his yes. two-year-old daughter. So, I mean, to, to SIDS. I mean, this is a guy who's come back from a lot. So is even I ha- had forgot a little bit. And you question his heart when you see what happened with that Okendo fight when it's out of your mind that this man had like such a long bout with COVID. 
Absolutely. But now you come but to the Carl Frampton fight. When he got cut, did you see the? It was a different gear that he hit. It seemed like he almost remembered all the shit talk over the last few months and dug even deeper. And you can continue from now, but I just want to highlight that for a second because he really did dig deep and started fighting. Now, Herring is cool. Like he he legitimately is a cool nigga. And I say this based yeah. on his Twitter personality, but he be on Twitter, he interacts with the fans and he's a fan of the sport himself. So he a cool guy. He sees all of this. So when his eye was cut, he's essentially back in the same, same situation again. No, no, like... What you saw was not needed. Just because that happened to me, that doesn't mean that's the type of fighter I am. He showed you what type of fighter he is. He closed the show, sent Frampton into retirement, and gets to hold on to his belt for another day. Now he's in a bit of a, a weird situation. Great that's performance. That's another Great conversation for another day, but an amazing performance from Long Island's own. There it is. Jamal, there two it weeks is. in a row, Long, Long Island did it. Yo, Long Island, bro. Y- 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 y'all out fire. here holding it down, boy. We are on um, fire. All right. Well, let me, let's move on to this then, because that that was a little 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 extra credit for y'all. We weren't even going to talk about that, but I had to talk. We had to talk about Long Island with my Long Island brother sitting right here. Of course. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this though, because one of the, in my personal opinion, the biggest fight of the weekend was on the boxing end, at least the fight that I cared the most about, and and it was Boots Ennis's fight, and he went out there and was fighting Sergey Lipinis and put on for all practical purposes, a show and ended up getting an amazing stoppage finish. B, I'm going to open the floor up to you, man. Let's talk about this fight. How impressed were you with Boots in this matchup? Well, how long have we been beating the drum on Jerron Ennis? We have been beating that Jerron Ennis drum for a while. Real real quick, real real quick, before you continue going, let's just, just for every... You guys got to listen to the, the, the podcast everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, thefightpodcast.com. People, I am telling you, this is where you got to come for the best. It is the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. Don't nobody else do it like us. Don't nobody else have the guru, B-Cam, breaking it down. No one has that. We do. No. no. Check us out. And real quick, before I continue, because I know I don't I, I usually I don't I don't I didn't want to say nothing because I know if I do the bee the, the beehive is gonna come and get me. Because if y'all don't know, Brandon got a beehive, all right? You say anything about Brandon, the beehive is coming for that ass. So beehive, I'm sorry. I have to ask this. You, nigga, you you golfing now? This brother got COVID and looked like he went to trade to go golfing. What you what you rocking today, bro? What is that? You, you know what? So the Masters was just this past weekend. So I, because I had COVID, <laughs> I haven't been able to get a haircut. So, you know, I've been looking at myself in the mirror. It doesn't look great. So I'm like, you know, let, me crowd, show, let me show up. With, I mean, nigga, I don't have natural hair like you. <laughs> like, you know, I have my natural hair is like, you know, your shit look, looking good. You got a little man bun going on. I don't have that. I just have nigga naps. <laughs> so, I mean, I had to reschedule my haircut. We'll be back in the game on Friday. But for now, you know, Throw a little hat on. The Masters was this past weekend. So, you know, Masters gear, you can only get Masters gear from the Masters. So to when I show white people that I've been to the Masters, you know, I get a little bit more respect. Good look. So we're going to get some white listeners just because of my hat. There we there we go. There we go. Hey, hey Beehive, I apologize. <laughs> I had to ask the question. Please don't come at me. I'm sorry. All right. Continue, my brother. <laughs> so... Yeah, we, we've been beating the drum on Jerron Ennis for a while now. Kid out of Philly, Jerron Ennis is, how old is he? He is 23 what, years man? old. Yes, 20, is he only 23? 23 years old. Yeah, so Jerron Ennis is 23 years old. He is now 27-0-1. He had his last fight ended terribly in a no a first round no contest against Chris Van Herdian in a fight that he was completely dominating. Um, It, it really, it, it was going to look just like it looked on Saturday where he fought a, a huge step-up fight. This has been the year of the step-up. It started on January 2nd with Ryan Garcia. It continued a few a few weeks ago with Ooh, Virgil Ortiz. Speaking of somebody who shit the um, bed, we have to talk about that, brother. We, we, we'll, we'll get, we can get to it. You know, it continued with, with Virgil Ortiz. Now, here we are for Jerron Ennis's big day, and he passed the test with flying colors. Sergey Lipinets, he prior to Saturday, he had just one loss against um against Mikey Garcia. 
Yes. And there you is lose, you lose no Mike, shame, no shame in that. Mikey Garcia. You know, he all. lost he lost a pretty lopsided decision to Mikey Garcia, but he's a good fighter. He sent Lamont Peterson in, into retirement. Only only one one loss. Good. And, and here's the thing. Up. For those who do not know or remember Lamont Peterson, when Lamont, Pe- Lamont Peterson is a dog. He was, he was in zone, wars. He is an absolute monster. He I don't know if you remember his brother. He has a brother who he used to, he used to fight on the same card also. Super dope, but Lamont ended up being the one. Dude, I'm telling you. Go back. But he literally put that dude in retirement. Says a lot. Big, big and matchup. Lamont was in wars against big big punchers. No one did what Lipinets was able to do. And, you know, Peterson was a little bit older, but that's not what we're here to talk about. So, exactly. Jerron Ennis goes in there, and there are levels to this game. You know, Lipinets, when he sent Lamont Peterson into retirement, he it didn't feel like he was undersized for the weight division. He went in there against Ennis and he just looked small, Small. slow, and he just did not have enough talent to compete with Jerron Ennis. Jerron Ennis showed a lot. He's in there playing around, having fun, switch. He's a switch hitter. He has a, he has a flashy style. Who who is a current better switch hitter? Than Jerron Ennis is—is is the only one in the conversation? Terrence Crawford, seriously? There might be some younger guys, but there's not a, a there's not a lot of guys in boxing that are switch hitting as fluid as Terrence Crawford and Jerron Ennis. Where just they if and if you speak to, if you hear a Terrence Crawford interview or a Jerron Ennis interview, they both they you ask them about switching and when they do it, they don't even. They don't know. They don't make a conscious decision. They're not saying I'm struggling and I need to make an adjustment. It's just second nature. That's boxing IQ where it comes natural to you. You're not thinking of it. And that's the type of fighter that Jerron Ennis is. He has a flashy style. He's fast. He's powerful. He has amazing footwork. And he showed all of that on Saturday. Right now, I mean, and and, as Sean Porter said it, I was listening to the Porter way yesterday. He said, hey, he looks like a welterweight Roy Jones Jr., and that's not a bad take at all. It's because not a bad while take. While it's high praise, he does. And he yeah. does everything well. Yeah. What one thing that I'm interested in as he goes forward is like, you know, how is he really going to settle into a fight? Like, you know, is that flashy style going to is this is the style still going to be that flashy, that sexy at the top, top, yeah. top level? Or will yeah. he have to settle into more of a normal boxing? Um, yeah. I think he can do both, though. I think he has the skills to do it all. I I agree with you. And that's the thing. One thing that he's he's one of those guys, right, that just pops off the screen. There are not many guys like that. But he's one of those. I mean, Teofimo Lopez, when I first saw him, was one of those guys also that just like just exploded off the screen. You're just like, dude, this level of talent with athleticism. This is this is like nothing I've ever seen. On the MMA end, that's the exact way I felt about when I saw Israel Desanya for the first time in kickboxing. It was one of those things that's just like these guys just pop, they're different. They move different. They feel it's just a different thing. And watching how he moves, the skills, the fight IQ, the switching stances, the consistent work to the body, the changing of levels. The changing of angles. angles. All that being said, dude. All the angles. Oh my God. When you see what he's doing, he is fighting like a fighter that has 60 pro fights, who has all of the belts. So to answer your question, absolutely 1000% at the very top, I see him doing this to our favorite fighters. Yeah. Really? Now, let me ask you this because um, I I, I want to move on because we have so much to get to today. But there is another 23 year old welterweight that is beating everybody's ass. And after his last win, he went out and called out Terrence Crawford. He's also 23. He is also a monster. Who is the better prospect? Who has more of an upside? I am talking about the new golden boy, Virgil Ortiz, or. Boots, what you got? You know, you, you hear Serge put such emphasis on that question. Like, it's going to be like, oh, man. And I mean, there there are a ton of ton of guys. You, you might throw them in there and say, hey, I don't know. It's a toss-up. But I'm rocking with my guy, Jerron Ennis. 
Virgil Ortiz is impressive. And I've been beating beating the drum on Virgil Ortiz for a while as well. But Jerron Ennis is, he just, he has so many tools. We also, we just saw Virgil Ortiz, he's strong. And his 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 wind is there. He has, he's he, he's strong. His wind is there. He's going to be able to go 12 rounds with no problem. But he's also there to be hit. And Jerron Ennis is going to hit you a lot. And his defense is good enough to where I'm not I'm not sure I see how Virgil Ortiz can win a fight. It's mm-hmm. a fight. Anyone can land a punch. But you pick the guy with more tools to work with. Ennis can fight on the inside. He can fight from the outside. He has amazing footwork. He has great speed. Virgil Ortiz has some of those things, but he damn sure doesn't have all of them. And then you tie in the aspect of him being a, a, a constant, a consistent switch hitter as well. I'm giving that to Jerron Ennis every single day of the week. Now, you know, boxing doesn't give us things that we like. And there's another take on the on the on the portaway podcast that I wanted to get into. We can get into it a little bit later, but boxing doesn't get, give us things we like. I would we would love to see the Virgil Ortiz Jerron Ennis fight right yeah. now. It's yeah, not going to happen. Gonna happen. No, it, but we're also not going to see Jerron Ennis even though he's ready right now, 28 fights in. You know, he has way yes. more fights than your average prospect. He's Absolutely. ready for the top of the division. He's not going to get yes. that right now either. But if you watch the card, there was another pretty good fight on the card. And that was the undercard with Stanionis and Thomas Delorme which I probably fucked up his name. Great fight. Delorme showed up in a way that I've never seen him show up before, even in a loss. But Stanionis is a highly touted prospect. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good fight. They're under the same promotional banner. They're already on the same card. Exactly. And and that's a great way to do it. And I think a lot of times promoters, they keep that in mind. They had him as the co-main event for a reason. I think that probably is going to be the next matchup for it because you're right. Yes, would I love to see him against... Sean Porter. Would I love to see him against Terrence Crawford? Would I love to see him against any of those guys? Absolutely. Stanky Onis or whatever his name is, we're going to get him next. Let's just be honest. They're, All right, real quick, we got we, we to move on. We got to move on from this one just because we have so much to get into. Because I want to talk about this other amazing prospect who goes out there. There's more? Absolutely. Fuck. Absolutely. Dude, we got Honestly, and here's the thing. Oh, my God. This, when's the last time, realistically, we have been able to have a, have a boxing podcast and truly only talk about prospects. But I mean, we, we, in, we have been doing this together for almost two full years, if not two full years at this point in time. Bro, this is the first. Yeah. This is amazing. Boxing is in a very, very good place right now, people. If you guys aren't on it, I'm telling you, you need to pay attention. All right, real quick. Got to talk about this other one. Connor Ben. Tatted it up. Braided it up. Handsome fellow from over over the pond goes out there and does absolute hey, work. Gee, the red the red cross on his chest is hard. Pause, hard, like that bro. shit is hard. Hard, dude. I'm telling you, we don't do that here. We ain't like buddy. All right, we ain't pause it. We grow up. We secure his shit with ours. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. You, you know, I be around Chicago niggas like y'all, y'all, y'all be the worst ones. Are you crazy? <laughs> New York has started that pause game. Are you don't play with me? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I, don't I, make I, me I, bring out Killer Cam. We know what it was. You, you're right. Pause. <laughs> but um, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I want to. I'm, I'm obviously the floor is yours, brother. This is this is Boxing Day. We talking boxing, but I want to talk about Conor Ben. He goes out there and just completely starches his opponent in a round. Um, looks amazing doing it. Incredible speed, incredible power, incredible accuracy, incredible aggression. Um, what what is this kid's upside? Huge upside. So when you talk about the big prospects in the welterweight division, mm-hmm. and you know, at this point, you know, we won't we, we've always t- touched on four prospects. We talked touched on Stanley Onis, still a very highly touted prospect. He's not Jerron Ennis, but he's there. No. Um he's good though, he's very good. So then we have, so we have Stanley Onis, we have Jerron Ennis, we have Virgil Ortiz, and then we have Connor Ben. And while the other three, you'd argue that they're ready for bigger competition right now, I would, I would say the same about Connor Ben, but not at the top, top level. He's showing everything that he needs to show. However, a lot of these other guys, they've passed all of their tests with pretty much flying colors. 
Whereas, which he did Con- this weekend. Whereas, whereas he, Connor, he Connor did Connor Ben until his last fight. He he looked good, but there were a lot of holes in his game. Then he shows up against Sebastian Formella, and and, and I'm like. You know, this is not the guy that I saw the last fight. This is not the guy that I saw fighting so much in twenty in twenty nineteen. A lot of growth between those between those two fights. Not sure what he was doing. Well, actually, I know what he was doing during the pandemic. He was fucking training. Working. So Working. I mean, his, his his defense looked a lot better. His overall game, he looked so much more fluid as a fighter. Ooh. You could tell that he has grown. Now Absolutely. he was ready to take take that next step. So he goes yes. up against Samuel Vargas this weekend. Sam Vargas, he's a guy who's been in there with the best Tough. in the division. Tough he's dude. put. He's he's put um he put Amir Khan on the floor. He went seven rounds of Virgil Ortiz. He's not a he's not a contender. Let's not confuse him with that. But he's a good measuring stick, a good oh, sort of low level gate litmus test guy. We did not expect. You know, you may have said, "Hey, Ben gets him out of there in eight, ten, six, whatever." You you didn't think he would get him out of there in eighty seconds. Ben looked great. Another test passed with flying colors and the fight that a lot of people are calling for not going to happen but someone you know like the likes of amir khan which now when you talk about upside on on connor ben connor ben he's he has all the upside in the world while i don't like i said i don't see him ever being bigger than a guy like jerron ennis but i cannot fucking stand chris eubank i can't i cannot stand your boy chris Chris eubank jr it just doesn't work for him. But Connor Ben, he's he's not he's not as cocky. He's not as cocky. You know, he's well spoken. It, it works. Absolutely. His swag just works a lot better with so the sport of boxing. He looks like a fucking monster, you know, tatted up. He looks like a scare, a scary dude. But look like Sam, my cousin. Sam Var- Samuel Vargas is, you know, I guess he's what, Venezuelan? Yep. I believe so. Sam Vargas. Or South American of some sort. Colombian, maybe? Okay, it's, it's, yeah, he says it says it's Colombian. Okay. He comes in there talking shit in Spanish at the press conference. Connor Ben goes right back at him in Spanish. He speaks well. He's bilingual. So now you can market him to multiple audiences. And we're not even talking about the UK, which has a huge boxing following. The best the, boxing fan base in the land. The best combat the you know, fan base in the, in the land, they they go hard for the guys. Ain't no LeBron, ain't no that's you know, real. Ain't, ain't, that's ain't no real. ain't, 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 ain't no KD, ain't, ain't none nope. of these Patrick Mahomes. No, nope. you know it's a it's a little bit different. So, yeah. and they're educated in boxing also, so they know who's actually damn good out there. You know, um, I, I'll be honest with you, this kid is good. Um, before we move on from this one, who do you think should be his next fight? I would or say, would you like, yeah, I, I, I would say um, Amir Khan. But do you no, think if, he actually if, can get that fight? No, do you think Amir no, Khan will take no, it? No, no, no. He's already come out and he's not taking it. All right, all right. So cool. I mean, okay, it's okay, okay. Maybe like a, a David Avenison, mm, the guy who just be beat Josh fight. Kelly. Yeah, maybe jo- maybe like Josh that. Kelly. Either one, either one of those two. Josh Kelly coming off of a loss might not take it, but. And, Kavalaskis, Mean Machine, Mean Machine, Mean Machine would be a good one. That's a name that people know also. So now, now you know, those would be good options. You know, um, there's a dark a dark horse out there that he that you could argue that he should fight, but he really shouldn't fight. Who's that? A name that we have not mentioned for real. Okay. Rashidi Ellis. Whoa! I haven't even brought up that man's name in like. So, you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta go in my bag sometimes dude you know, you know what makes sense I, yeah, but I mean Rash- Rash- Rashidi Ellis that's that's a little bit different that's a little different that's a little that's a little different it's a little different it's a little different alright here let's move on to something that is a little different dude so much dude I'm, I'm telling you boxing wise I feel like we haven't had this much exciting and it's been a little long time but it's so much exciting stuff to talk about man and we have to talk about this next one Yo, light heavyweight is heating up. Um, Joe Smith, another guy from your neck of the woods, go, goes out there and uh, puts on a a gritty performance. A t- I think a much more difficult performance than I think a lot of us might have imagined. But uh, he ends up getting a win anyways, retaining his titles. Um, let me ask you this: He gets the W. 
Can Joe Smith? Well, look, can, we, beat, can we can we can we can we spend a little bit more time? That was a really good fight. It was a, really, a very good fight. A, a, yeah, go a ahead. Really, really. Yeah, go ahead. Really, Tell me what a really you good think. fight. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. I think Joe. I don't think Joe Smith looked great. I was really. I'm, I'm a Joe Smith fan. I'm a Long Island guy. I really wanted him to get the win. I was happy he got the win. Maybe I was happy he got know, the win also. Maybe judging that was a little bit favorable in his, you know, in, in his favor. Not, it was a very close fight. A lot of people scored it like 15, 13 for for Vashlov. What was what was odd about the fight is the judge, right? So one of the judges is how that how this? you had it scored? I I I, I just watched it live. I didn't score it. Didn't score. Okay. And, and I don't okay. I don't score score a lot of fights, but I see that. I I, I watched the I, fight. I see that. I, I scored I it because I watched it the next day. So I was so, able to take some time. I already knew what was going on, so that's why. So it didn't it didn't end up affecting much, but the referee did not score that knockdown in the eleventh round. What his, was that? His his twin brother says fuck you is is scoring the fight. His twin brother, the twin brother was a judge and gave him a 10 eight round. That's how you get that. That's how you got that 15 12 scorecard as opposed to 15 13 because he gave him that 10 that 10 round. Yeah. And that's the the, the the referee's twin brother, which was that's odd to me. Hilarious. What, whatever. Hilarious. But um, you know, Joe Smith looked a little lethargic. You know, he he refused to stay consistent with his body attack, which I think would have made that fight a lot easier for him. Here's what yeah, I think happened. Made it much harder, man. As athletes, you know, when you have sports like track and field, mm-hmm. MMA, boxing, mm-hmm. your body peaks at a, at a certain point. You know, for track, it'll be at a certain point in the season. For boxing and MMA, you, you, you train. It's a, you, you train so that you're peaking at the fight. That's you have eight week mm-hmm. fight camps and you, tr- you you try to make your body peak at, at the fight. Exactly. This yes. fight was pushed back because Vasilov tested positive for COVID. Now, Joe Smith Jr. Again. Joe Smith Jr. already had his wedding scheduled a week after that first fight. I think his body peaked. He lost focus, focus a little bit. Yeah, he got, got back in camp, made wait for the fight, but I'm not necessarily sure. I, I think that little break sometimes can fuck with you mentally. I think that might have been what happened. He's fortunate to get out of there with a the win. I think he could have made the fight a lot easier for, for himself. But Vasilev presented a difficult challenge, a great fight for us. And now he moves on to bigger Absolutely. and better things where we're looking at this fall with Archer Betterbiev. Now, Absolutely. Your, your question. So can he... What I want, go ahead. Here's the thing. Yeah, because I didn't even get a chance to say. You know what I was going to ask. We talked about it, but I haven't even asked it yet. So the question is... Can do you believe at this point in time? Can he be somebody who is a unanimous champion, somebody uh, I was trying to say an undisputed champion, or do you even think he can beat anybody else at 175? Any of the big champs? Now, Joe Smith has a ton of power. He has a really impressive re- resume, okay. but fuck no, you know. And I'm a really big Joe Smith fan. He already lost to Bivol in a pretty Absolutely. while he while he hurt Bivol, he lost a pretty wide points decision. Yep. he's not beating better Bev. But now better Bev's better Bev's age is is a bit of a thing. You know, he's been dropped, he, he's been dropped before. His last fight, you could probably argue that it went a lot longer than you would have expected. He was it's also off for too. 16 months. I mean, yeah. if we're gonna go ahead and yeah. give Joe Smith, you know, excuses, I'm I, saying, he has I'm just saying, as many built in in the realm of possibilities. because these are the things that that you have to sell to say Absolutely. a fight like that is gonna be competitive. Absolutely. Because if we're just looking Absolutely. at it for what Good it is, point. then better Bev stops him. Better be if walks him down and just he breaks him. He breaks him. He takes him just like Khabib says to people, "I'm going to take you to the deepest ocean and drown you." That's I mean, what I, he would do. honestly, like, so I've always thought that Joe Smith is, is. I when I first saw Joe Smith, I was like, he's never getting further than his Hopkins win. Like he got Dude. set up, set up good for that. But he's made a great career for himself. Still work, still working his day job. I'm really proud to see his development. But real shit. He don't really want it will go Gilberto Ramirez. Nope. So nope. I mean, like, I mean, I think his Cinderella story, he had he has his, his WBA belt now. I'm not necessarily he can't beat Arda Betabiev. I'm not gonna buy that. Hey, fight Gene Pascal. So, fight Gene Pascal. He has a that's belt. A fight. That's a that's a that's really a good fight, now, good fight for him. Anybody, a very winnable I, fight. Absolutely. If that's a fight that he has, and again, we're gonna move on from this topic right now, uh, but that that's the one, Pascal. If he can beat anybody 
at 75, it'll be that one. All right. Um, sticking with that same card, the co-main event of that card, we had Efe Alhaba, I think. I, I know I'm messing it up, brother. I'm like sorry. F- You're F- an absolute monster. Yeah, something. Um, he's an absolute killer at, at heavyweight. 15 no, 12 knockouts. This same weekend, your boy, same Jared card. Anderson. Same card. Yeah, same card. Also goes out there and continues his knockout streak. And ends up, um, he now he is 9-0 with nine KOs. This kid, Anderson, man, nine wins as a pro. Seven of, seven of them have been since the beginning of 2020. Absolute killer this kid is. Um, and so is Efe. My question to you is this. These are two up-and-coming prospects in the heavyweight division. Who, in your opinion, is the better prospect? So, who is the better prospect at this point? You have to say F.A. just because he's been tested a lot more. He's a, he's a, just a prospect that's much further along in his career and his development. I think okay. this might have been Jared Anderson's first nice eight-round fight. Eight fight. Yep. So, F.A.'s been fighting... 10 round fights since his 10th win and he has 15 wins. So he's just, uh, he's just much further along in his development process. He's been tested. He's been dropped. He's gotten up off the canvas to come back and win the fight. My, I I, I like FA to go a little bit further. You know, I, I think Jared Anderson and maybe I'm a little, you, you call me a Jared Anderson hater. Um, you are, skills, and skills, I'm gonna tell everybody why in a second. Skills, skills pay the bills, and he's more skillful than Fa. He has more tools in his toolbox. However, I think he lacks the one punch power that Fa has. That, and I think that matter. I think that matters in the in, in the heavyweight how division. How can you more. say that? I don't understand how you can say that. It makes zero sense. Nine knockouts, five of them in the first round. How can you say these things? It makes no sense. And that's why I say you're, you're, you can, the only possible explanation is hating. Because at the end of the day, you literally just said we we're talking about prospects with Boost Enos against Virgil Ortiz. The re- you have to pick the guy who has the skills. You literally just said that when you're talking about two other prospects. So you're going to contradict yourself when you're coming down here against a guy who fights like Lurch. The dude just walks forward and he's... He's he's a heavy puncher, and I give him props for that. But at the end of the day, how can I? He there's no way this other person has way more skill set, better footwork. Yes, he has had a much shorter career. But when I'm talking about the eye test, we're talking about people who are popping off the screen. He is popping off the screen in a way that is like, wow, this kid has a lot of skills. I don't. You can. You said he was undersized. This kid is almost six five. You said he doesn't have knockout power. He has not. I, what, are, what are you talking about when you're talking about this guy? I'm not seeing it, Serge. You asked me my opinion. I don't understand. I like Jared Anderson, but what I'm seeing in today's heavyweight heavyweight division, I don't. I I just don't think he has the the power to compete at the top. How level. can yes, you say that? Yeah, yes, he can get guys out of there. Now he's nine and zero. Fighting nobody's in four, six, and eight eight round fights. That's so then fine. You know what that's you what say? You're, that's what you're supposed you to. Say, that's what. That's what you're only supposed time will tell. That's what you're supposed to do at this level, and only time will tell. You're you're so right when you say that. But I know that FA has the power to at least compete power wise at the top level. I I I, I like I, 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 I like I, Anderson's skills a lot better, and, and I know we're going to differ. Diff, I like Anderson's skills, but. I think the lack of power could be the fall from him in the division. How can you say somebody who has... Everybody gets knocked out in the first round. You mm-hmm. can't keep saying that. You can't... You got to say... Oh, here's what you can say. I just have to see his power against here. But it seems like he has it. That's, I, that's a reasonable thing. He looks like he got the power. But you're saying he doesn't have it, which doesn't make sense. I, I, I it, think, It's just like it blows my mind... To sit there and say that somebody doesn't have power, that knocks everybody out. Now, if he goes out there and faces like, one of these guys, and and if he, he if this guy made it to the third, the, the eighth round, got got to got a decision. If he was decisioning these guys, then I I could I can sit there and say, you know what, you're probably right. 
And once he starts decisioning, guys, then we can have that conversation. But you cannot say somebody doesn't have power that knocks everybody out. It I'm makes not, no sense. I'm not in a position to down him. You're, you're totally right about that. But if you're going to ask me who I like better right now and why I'm going to pick F.A., but you're not, wrong. you're not wrong for picking Anderson. He looks good. He's done everything that he's supposed to do thus far. And what I like about him most is his age. So that power will only continue to 21 develop. 21 years old. Will continue to 21 develop years more old. and more. I think we have a huge heavyweight talent. I just you know want to see more. And, and it's, you know... We'll continue to take time, but he's been pla- passing with flying. To- he's passed probably better than FA at this point. By far, FA doesn't impress me. His skills do not impress me. He's slow. He's laboring. He has incredible power, and I'll give him that. But that's all I see out of him. So, is he a fantastic prospect at this point in time? One thousand percent. But again, this early in his career, I've seen you get dropped. I've seen you get staggered. I've seen you have to dig deep. At this point in his career, I'm supposed to see him running through people. That's what you... And here's the thing. That's something that you said you like out of guys as well. So it, it just it just is so difficult to understand. You sit here saying... Literally, this kid is everything that you like in guys. And it's, he's just one of them that you're just like, I don't know. I don't see it. I, you know what? I, gar- I know exactly hey, hey, what hey, it hey, is. You're right about that. I dude, and that's why it's just frustrating me to no end because it's just like what, what, what are you talking about? But you know what it is, and I guarantee you, I know exactly what it is. You hate his nickname. I, I, I don't got a problem with his nickname. No, because you made a point. I, I, you, you was you just know, like, why know, are there so many big babies? I don't I, I like think, it. I, I think we. I think we, that's what you hate. No, I, I think we need somebody like a Jared Anderson to rejuvenate the nickname. Because All like right. you know that nickname is is, is, is scarred, but you know it's scarred. Hey. It is scarred. But okay, let's move on. Um, you have anything else to say about the two of those before we move on? Nope. All right, bro. Oh. it's fine. It, I, I don't get it. It's fine. I mean, I, I, you're not wrong. I just I have an opinion. You be kind. Of, you contradicted yourself. I'm trying to. That, that, uh, any, I, I usually don't don't agree with you. If you if, if you could ever say I've contradicted myself, you could probably say it with Jared Anderson. I'll give all you right. that. All right, all right, all right. It's just because this he's a skill that you like. This dude, you're a skills guy. Oh, you know the heavyweight division right. is different. It's true. True. All right. Uh, it's good to have you back, man. <laughs> 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 all right um moving right along to somebody else that we love clarissa shields um, so somebody else that to... i love that i love that, I <laughs> that love. he loves um she has her pfl fight coming up in about two weeks but um savannah marshall two weeks no 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 it's to... june 10th june 10th, i'm sorry i'm off on time um Savannah Marshall, the only woman who actually beat Clarissa Shields in 2012 in the amateurs. Um, She goes out there and gets a big win, knockout win. Actually looked good doing this past weekend. Question I have for you, bro. Is this a fight that we're going to see? She is a 160 pounder. She is somebody that Clarissa Shields, she won't have to cut weight. She won't have to gain no weight. This is her weight class. This is somebody that she has a loss against. Is this a fight that makes sense? Is this a fight that we will see? First of all, like, with women's boxing, any fight that, like, remotely makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> because there's not that many fights that you could say, yes, this fight. So if, if there's a even a long shot in the fight, shit, it probably makes sense. Because we don't get to see Clarissa Shields get tested. We, we don't get that opportunity to. There was one fight there was one fight yeah we're going into the fight we're like okay maybe we see her get tested and she smoked hammer she smoked hammer now has hammer even fought since then did she retire yeah no she's fought since then she's fought since then i don't know okay. I, I, I can't say what she's done but i know she's fought since then i've checked up on her gram so she's done she's maybe had, i know at least one fight okay um okay. but okay. <coughs> excuse me COVID you know <laughs> but um you know say that's, that's that COVID cough that vid you alright Sa- Sa- Savannah Marshall looked great this weekend the, her opponent was a fucking opponent 
Uh, I, I think a mutual op- opponent, maybe, but she took the fight on like a week's notice. She's Savannah Marshall, big, tall girl, has some power. No, 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 not some power. She got power. She got power. She got power. But I mean, she, she got a couple slow. of knockouts in a row. She no, she. I mean, she she be stopping girls. She she be stopping girls. Clarissa Shields don't don't has like one stop. No, like, we ain't talking Sav- about that yet. We let's, let's keep on Savannah. Savannah. Let's keep Savannah, on Savannah. Well, I'm just uh, as comparison to both. Of them. Savannah Marshall okay. has uh, eight knockouts in ten wins. So yes. she be stopping girls. She does have power. Um, fighting style, a bit like Tyson Fury. She's trained by Peter Fury, I believe. So I guess that's the yep. father of Ty- Tyson Fury. Yep. And you can see the Tyson Fury swag, the, the little hand feints, the little, little swag. Yep. You see that when you watch Savannah Marshall fight. But speed kills, buddy. Clarissa Shields, her speed will be the difference in that fight. I, I, I think she... I, she I, lost I don't to think... her before. It wasn't the difference before. In 2012, Serge. I'm just and, saying, and, 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 and I mean, we, she we, still we, took a loss. She did take a loss, but we're talking 2012, and we're it's talking about an amateur game that is a point fighting game. That should have been a game that she benefited from. The professional game is more of a power game. The game that Savannah actually benefits from. So, me personally, this is not as is a open and shut case as a lot of us want to make it out to be. Oh, it's not it's open not. and shut case for anybody. I mean, boxing Twitter is very split on this. Steve Kim went out there and said, oh, the, the, the quote just got a knockout. Talk about Savannah Marshall. Excuse me, sir. E- excuse me, sir. We, we no, talking I'm, about Clarissa Shields been Clarissa undisputed Shields in two weight no classes. Quote. It doesn't do. She How are you going to care? She we, we just need to stop calling her the quote. I, I am tired of it. Let it be. You ain't the go to nothing. She came up with the nickname, and she has every reason to be called that nickname. The same you way you're mad about fights. Jared. You cannot be a goat of anything with ten fights. She's undisputed. She has two two gold medals, undisputed in two weight two weight classes, two gold medals matter. in Olympics where Savannah fights. Marshall lost. And now you're you telling me fights. that Savannah Marshall is going to beat Clarissa Shields. Ten fights. I didn't say that. No, I'm just. I I'm said just saying, and that's for anybody. Any, any anybody. I, I said that it can be an amazing fight. And here's the thing. Um, I, I think watching Savannah Marshall, she has one thing. Yes, you're right. I think that um, Clarissa Shields has so much more speed than she does. Savannah Marshall has incredible timing, incredible timing. And she has great IQ also. So she really uses, she knows she's not the most you know, speedy one out there, but she does her things extremely well. I think that, it's a fight that needs to happen. I think that if Clarissa Shields wants the paydays that she's asking for, she's going to need to start knocking people out. And and I think that is my biggest gripe with her. If she was just going out here starching girls, I think I would have a different feeling about her. But she's not. She's getting wins, and I'm not mad at that. And here's the thing. She's skillful. She's dominating them. But I, the, it's difficult for me to, to say somebody's going to do You have no power. I can go back and look at, for people say, Serge, Floyd Mayweather don't got no, 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 no. Pretty Boy was knocking people dead. If you look at what Pretty Boy did to, you know, um, to, to Corrales, knocking them down, what is it, five or seven times in that fight when both of them were undefeated, which was an incredible, one of my all-time favorite fights one is by far my favorite mayweather fight he was starching buddy and that's my thing and here's the thing also i remember one argument that we used to make is in there saying oh well she's a, a, a girl and some girls aren't knocking people out well here's the thing when a girl <laughs> in her same weight class is going out there eight out of ten wins has, are by knockout it's not true people are getting girls are getting knocked out even within the bullshit two two minute rounds Total bullshit. Topic for a totally different day. But still, she's going out there and knocking women out. You can sell that. She's with Matchroom. She's with all, she has she's with Tyson Fury's team. You can sell this matchup. Clarissa Shields, you want a fight in boxing? Come get some. This is the one to make. I really want to see this fight happen. I think it could be a fantastic, fantastic event. Oh, we got to move on though soon. Go ahead. Clarissa Shields won a title in her third fight. Savannah Marshall has has one belt and is stacking up names 
of girls with losing records. So yeah, while you can, and, while you can make that's boxing, that's, that's women's that, that boxing. Is, that, that, is, mean, that is, that is, that is women doing women. the same shit. That is, no, she's not. I mean, she had, I'm not, not saying she's, she's beat like a bunch of gods, but her resume's better than Savannah Marshall's. So while Savannah Marshall gets stoppages, so Clarissa Shields has the belts, a lot of but them. But she's doing what, she's doing exactly what you say you like people to do. You ain't yeah, supposed no, to be uh, here uh, with me. She's getting rid of them. I, I totally agree. Fight them. She's getting te- rid of them. Te- test passed on on Saturday. Test passed. You know what I'm saying? She looked good. And that's she, what I'm saying. She, she I have nothing bad to say about her. I have nothing bad to say about Savannah Marshall. You I just don't I mean? think she's she could doing be everything she's supposed to be doing. I just um, don't think I, I don't think she can be Clarissa Shields. And I will be. I, and I told Steve Kim on Twitter that I would be back here because he, he called Savannah Marshall the quote, yes. which I really didn't write. I say, listen, after Clarissa Shields smoke, smokes her, I will be right back here to let you know about it. I'll be right back here on Twitter to let you know about you it. You know what? Oh, I can't make that. I cannot make that prediction that, yet. That's fine. That's fine. Give me some time. I, I'll think about it because I, I do have respect for Carisha Shields. I think Carisha Shields is so talented. And and I want to make sure that because that's the thing. I think people think I don't like her because I because I feel like you and I are always debating certain things. I'm a fan of Clarissa Shields. I think she's incredible. I think she's cringe. I think she's cringe like Henry Cejudo is cringe. That that's how I feel about her. She's super cringy, but I think she's incredibly talented. I want to see her against women that I think can really put her in trouble. This is a woman that I feel I can put her in trouble if she can get past somebody like this. I got nothing to say. If she went out and smoked her, I would have nothing to say, especially because what that tells me is that she went out there and actually avenged a loss. So that would be incredible. All right, um, move her along. We got to make this one quick um, because at the end of the day, we don't really care about this fight that much. Bubo Andrade is fighting against, fighting this weekend. He's fighting an opponent. Do you have any thoughts on this fight? It's on the zone. He, he took this fight because, unfortunately, nobody wants to fight him. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge bit Demetrius Andre fan. And you know, if you if you listen yeah, to man. the boxing community speak about Demetrius Andre, they'll say, you know, it, it, it's a shame. Nobody wants to fight him. He's the most avoided fighter. That's probably true. He's an extremely skillful fighter, but he's boring Absolutely. to watch and he makes the fight boring to watch. Like he has no problem making a fight boring to watch. And I understand that, you know, if you're old and in a wheelchair and can't pronounce your words correctly, you are going to be there by, by yourself. But this is also the career that you chose. And while I don't wish that on anybody that steps inside the squared circle, you, sometimes shit like that does happen. Yeah. But those guys, they're, they're loved by the fans. They have a legacy that will, uh, that will go beyond their lifetime. Demetrius Andre won't get that. I, I heard uh, someone talking about him this week. He said, hey, when he retires, he may have to get a job because he'll be robbed of those paydays. Now, if Demetrius Andre wants to be mad at anybody, be mad at Billy Joe Saunders because that's the fight that I think would have changed Demetrius Andre's career because I do yeah. think he went, he wins that fight. And B, uh, Billy Joe Saunders, he tested, tested positive, yet he still, as a white boy, gets rewarded the bigger fights. He and he was the one ends up getting who like he, he has Canelo coming up. I mean, but he, that, that's even the even, even before that, what's what's the big knockout guy that he got to fight? Uh, Lemieux, David Lemieux. Um, Lemieux he got David he got Lemieux. he got the David Lemieux fight. Yep. He gets the Can- Canelo fight, and he never circle circle back around to fight Demetrius Andre, who yeah. deserves that fight to begin with. So you if can he, sell if, him if, though. He, if, he's if, a personality. He's somebody that the people actually want to see. He has an, and he's another one that can make a fight boring, <clears throat> but he also has a more. He got a mouthpiece. He has and he, got, he got the UK behind him. He has absolutely. things that Canelo wants. He, absolutely. I mean, he dude, he's Tyson Fury's best friend. They train together. You know, all this nonsense. You know, they have all this good stuff going on. But uh, look, uh, Andre- I think he's going to go out there. I think he's going to get a W. Uh, but uh, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, but we have to, here's a fight that we do give a damn about. Um, this was actually on Triller this weekend. Not the main event I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about the co-main event. We got Regis Progray fighting Ivan Redcatch. That fight is worth the Triller ticket. Yes, I know we got Jake Paul for his fucking Ben Askren. I know we have all this, you know, Snoop Dogg's going to be there. I know we have all those amazing things happening. But the fight that you really want to see, if you have not had an opportunity to check out Rigoru, if you have not watched this man compete, you were in for a treat. He is explosive. He is a southpaw. He is, the, he is skillful and he's trying to knock your head off. B, do me a favor, man. Go ahead and uh, and and and, re- and tell people about this fight for us. I mean, 
Regis Progray, the Rougarou out of fighting out of New Orleans, is the number three, you know, probably ranked uh super super lightweight junior welterweight at 140 pounds. He has yes, one yes. loss to Josh Taylor, who will be fighting yep. for the undisputed 140 pound title. And I think you know Monster. this is a stay and busy fight. One of the fights of the year in this, 2019. Absolutely. And this is a, a stay busy fight for Regis Progray. So he yes. can probably try and position himself for the winner of that of that Josh Taylor uh Jose Ramirez fight. <sighs> Cannot wait. And yeah, and that's a whole whole another conversation. But yeah, he's must see. He gets he gets knockouts. He's consistently improving his game. Works really hard in the gym. Missed weight for his last fight. You know, I know Serge, Serge loves. Regis. I hate it. I hate so it. Ooh, he, he that did. makes he, me mad. Yeah, you gotta come down to him like he'd be coming down to everybody else. But but he missed. Weight. I did when he missed weight that fight. I absolutely came down on him for that. But but I think that was just a COVID God. thing. He he wasn't up for the fight. He he should make weight make weight this weekend, and he should make pretty easy work of Ivan Redcatch, who's been in there with the best. I mean, you know, he it's might take he might take him late, but it's a fight that I would like to see Pro Great get a stoppage in. And um, yeah, nice. That's about that. Well, I I I think that one's gonna be great. I definitely I was thinking between rounds eight and ten round stoppage. Um, I I think it'll be like I said. That's what I'm thinking for that fight. I think it'll be around there. Uh. But it should be a good fight. The main event, obviously, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Um, people are excited about it. Some people don't care. I'm I'm in the middle because I kind of have to care, but at the same time, I don't really give a damn. Um, you can't look away. I can't look away. It's it's a train wreck. <laughs> it's crazy, and uh, especially when you got Jake Paul doing the most sus like partner yoga and his thing today. It was weird. It's weird. Um, but. The fight itself is the, I don't even know what to say about this thing. Look, it, it's it's a guy who I think that Jake Paul legitimately has skills. I do. I don't want to take that away from him. I think he has pretty good timing, and from what I'm understanding, he had, he's he's athletic. when you're athletic, you're big, and you have good timing and power. It, it can go a long way. Is he? And it's one of the MMA fighters that saw him said it. Is he? Oh, oh Masvidal said it. Masvidal went out there and said. Is he, can he beat like a, ja- a Zab Judah or somebody at the top of the game? No, but you know, can he beat that guy up? Probably type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, this fight goes one of two ways. Either A, Jake Paul starches Ben Askren right at the beginning of the fight because Ben Askren, we forget in 2020, he just had hip surgery. He's coming fresh off of hip surgery and he's never been a striker, but what he is, is a competitor and he's an athlete. He is somebody that is a multiple-time national champion in collegiate wrestling. He is somebody who is a, he made the Olympic team. He is a multiple-time world champion in two of the biggest MMA organization champions in the world. So is he a competitor? Is he a combat sports athlete? Yes. But he's also somebody who's really come out of retirement to make some money in the UFC. And, and now he's coming out of retirement again to make some money fighting this kid. Either one of two things happens. He gets starched early or um, he he takes Jake Paul into deep waters, gets him tired, and beats him up. Uh, a Jake, another Jake Paul knockout. He's so I, I, I don't know. Bro, I just need it, him to go it, away. But, like, it's funny. Like, it works. In, in, in some way, shape, or form, it, it's it working for, for right. some people. I mean, you starch a, a known athlete like that uh, in a big spot, which he did. I mean, the Jake Paul show continues. You know, he maybe yeah. he has something to offer. You know, a lot of people are saying good things about him, but they're promoting the fight. Um, we'll see. We will see. I'm not we'll in a position to, to make a call on this fight. It, it is what it is, man. It's what have fun. Fights. We'll see. What have happens. fun. But check it out. We have had. We got to get out of here. Run out of time. But we have had some amazing fights. Last Saturday's card was great. Um, before we get out of here, yo. Rest in peace, salute the DMX. Much love, man. Um, that that one hurt. So go ahead and listen to some DMX. Check out the fights this weekend. Some amazing fights. Um, check us out. B Cam Guru. Thank you, my brother, for joining us on the show today. Really fast. Where can they find you? You know, they can find me on Instagram. You know, I don't even have the, the Instagram app on my phone at this point, but I'll still be checking on my iPad. You know, you can <laughs> find me on, on Instagram at bcam13, bcam with two M's. And you can find me on Twitter at BCAM. Thanks.
There it is. Well, thank you guys for listening everybody everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I appreciate you guys. This is episode 282 of the Fight Podcast. We love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the show. Peace out. <laughs>